Kiki B. And I'm Sammy Z. And this is Stumbling Along. All right. It is the week of love. Cupid's in the air. And yes, we both have boyfriends and love is all great. But Valentine's Day makes me want to hurl. And in the wise words of RuPaul, if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love anybody else? How are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen in here? Amen. Amen. Exactly. So today, we're not talking about anyone else but us and our periods. Love your period. Love your period is an extension of loving yourself. And we think that self-love is most important and needs to be discussed a bit more. So leave your men, leave your women, leave your dogs and cats at home and just bring yourself to this podcast. And your periods. Yeah. If you're on your period today on Valentine's Day, bonus points to you. Yes. And guess what? Sammy Z and I, we bleed. We bleed. We all bleed. And it is time to break that stigma and talk about it because we all bleed. And we're sick and tired of hiding about the fact that we bleed when everyone knows. The blood is red. And it flows. Flows, flows. And you know what? We don't love it either. No one loves it. No one loves back pain, all the things that come with it, the bloating, overeating, feeling like poo. No one likes it. But you know what? It's time to turn those negatives into a goddamn positive because being women is empowering. Yeah. And since we have to live with it, might as well fucking love it. Exactly. So we thought we would just open up this podcast um, episode today with kind of our own personal beginnings of our period experience and journey. So do you want to tell your story first? Sure. So I first got my period the night before my birthday. Um, I would have been in grade going, I would have been in grade seven. How old are you in grade seven? 12, 13? I think so. 12? Around 12. Yeah. 12, 13. And it was the day before my birthday, um, the night and I was sitting in the bathroom and I had been having pains. Um, but mine kind of happened it was very like organically in the sense that like I went to the bathroom after dinner and there was just something new that I hadn't experienced before um, in my underpants. Did you know what it was at the time? I can't remember. I don't think, I think I did know because it was probably around peak time. I think when most girls were getting there. So I kind of under, I kind of had a hunch. I wasn't sure, but I had a laundry chute that went from my bathroom to the downstairs um, laundry room. And I remember just, like, getting up, like, shuffling off the toilet, um, pants under my ankles. And I remember screaming, like, Mom! Mom! And she was just like, Samantha, what? And I'm like, you need to come here right now! And I was just, like, so frantic, like, as though it was the end of the world. And I was, like, really upset. She was laughing because I didn't think it was all that funny. And she brought me the training wheels of my period, which was just this oversized pad. And that was kind of the very first introduction right before my 13th birthday. God. But you know, like in movies and books that we read, like 
getting your period is this like marvelous thing maybe they're trying to break the stigma and get girls excited about it but I just remember being devastated why was that well I wasn't a child anymore and also I got my period in grade six summer going into grade six so I was really young so you were and wouldn't you been sorry when you've been 10 years old or 11 11 something like that so I was really young and I got it at my friend's cottage and I remember just like bleeding for a few days and not really knowing like I thought maybe I like hit myself down there mm-hmm. like I just didn't understand first period I guess obviously no talk of it at all had happened like you have an older sister so did you know it all um I don't remember really I feel like it wasn't talked about a lot like when you had your period it was like a secret it was it was this like dirty little secret that you kind of hid from everyone and so I was bleeding and then I went tubing one day and it was like one of those tubes you sit in right and this like just blood just starts flowing out and I just scream because I don't know what's happening and then sure enough like my older friend Christina got her period the same summer okay but she was three years older than me and then so she kind of like showed me the ropes and gave me my training wheels as a pad oh the pad training wheels yeah so I was so embarrassed but they're like my family friends so it was whatever but being that young and being like one of the first people to have your period like I didn't really understand, like, definitely wasn't using tampons at the time. Like, I didn't want to stick anything up there. It was all taboo. And there was always that ongoing myth, especially when you're younger, that that was, like, the be and end all of, like, pain. and You'll die if you get stuck there. And people made up these crazy horror stories of, like, what could happen with the tampon. So the pads, just, like, the nice training wheels to kind of ease you in. But we all know those just are not comfortable. It's like you're sitting in a diaper all day. And what is empowering about sitting in a diaper all day? Honestly, and, like, being that young and not, like, wanting to, like, still be, like, your other friends who, like, just don't have to worry about their periods. Like, I, you know, was scared to go to the washroom and, like, go in the stalls and, like, people hear that, you know, that tear when you take off the pad. Yes. And just, like, I just didn't really know or understand. And I think on a broader sense, that really does... um, tie in our first kind of main theme of just like why are we so ashamed of our periods and why do we go out of all means as women to hide kind of the tampon the tampon when we're going to the bathroom bring your purse why do we do that like I think it's really important that we kind of talk about why is that stigma and how do we break it yeah especially for young girls because I definitely like leaked everywhere because I'd rather like hide my leaks than go to the washroom and like admit that I have your period yeah it was it was messy and gross but I was also so young and like embarrassed right everyone's afraid of having their period and it being exposed to basically bystanders even in adulthood when like men know that we have our periods now like why do we all hide our tampon in our sleeve so I think this is a really good point I think I want to do a rapid fire right now, Vicky B, and I want you to think of three different ways that you've hid your tampon, pad, or made an excuse to handle a period situation. Okay, in a sleeve, in my boob, 
um, like those cute little makeup bags that you take to the washroom to make it like a little more like, oh, I'm just doing my makeup. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, what have I done? I have put it in my pocket of my overalls in the front pocket. Yeah. I've actually hit it um, in a hat once. I literally hit it in a hat because wearing a dress and a hat and I was like mortified. Oh or I've just like literally like had the tampon in my hand and pressed it like against my arm and kind of just like against like my pants or whatever it was and just kind of like shuffled to the bathroom because I didn't want people to like see. Yeah, fuck. Why do we have to hide it? I just don't. I I think there's this whole thing where it's like you don't want other people to be like grossed out. There's like this thing around like periods being something that is gross or like looked down upon, and so you don't want people to know that. I think it's time as like as we evolve. I think it it needs to change. Yeah, like just how we react and like come up like yeah. men. You know, we get our periods, so start like being grossed out yeah. about it. My, all my guy friends, my boyfriend, people I'm really close with, I'll be like, I'm, I need to go to the, like, my, I'm bleeding through or whatever. And they don't have a problem with it. And I think it's just when you're in like the public eye, it's something that's just like out of the public sphere, pretty much. It's kind of like putting us back in date where it's like women aren't allowed, weren't allowed in the public sphere back in the day, like privacy. Yeah. Women have to be perfect. They don't shit, fart, or bleed. Yeah. And I think that is still holds up in periods. I think we, You'll touch on this a way more, but I think we are starting to slowly see that in the marketing side of tampons. Yeah, like when Tampax used to be like girls doing cartwheels in fields and yay, I'm on my period and blah, blah, blah. And, and then whole- you by Kotex came out with their new tampon. It was like actually periods and miserable. And it was just like a commercial of a woman just being like, I don't feel like running around in fields. And that was just, like, a brilliant marketing tactic, but also very true. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's, like, if you want to break the stigma, we need to stop putting up a fantasy of what it is. And stop buying into it. And, like, when women, like, when other women get their period, don't, like, look grossed out. Like, you know? Right. Support each other. Yeah. And I think another way to kind of, for everyone to kind of like debunk a myth is through education. And I really do think that like, even us as women, like, I don't think that I could name every part of that makes up the anatomy of like the vagina. I don't think I could explain the full reproduction cycle in detail to anyone if they'd ever asked. And I think that's a huge thing too. I think that we can talk about debunking something or making something better, but if you don't have the history and like the facts to back up like what you're talking about, I think it's almost like really hard to like see it as something that's a beautiful cycle of life. Yeah, instead of just being devastated, like because you leak through your pants or like leaked, yeah, leak through your pants as a kid or as an adult, like it happens. Mm-hmm. It just it just happens. And, you know, men who, like, are understanding. Right. Like, are, like, your boyfriend, your guy friends, and mine, and just, like, that is so helpful. And just, like, owning it. It it brings humanity back to, like, what actually is going on. And, like, even in the workplace. Like, honestly, sometimes, like, the first day of my period, like, I am on the floor curled up in a ball because my cramps are so bad. But we are still expected to go to work. And, like like be a full functioning human at all times and I just don't think that's 
that is something that really does need to go into account, right? Like how it actually affects people. I know people have had to go on birth control just to like tame the the cramping and the back pain. Or some people have like really serious, really serious pains where like they're out for the week or they have a, they're bleeding a lot kind of thing. I completely agree. And that's okay. Yeah. They're not gross. You're not gross for bleeding and having cramps and feeling bloated. We can't help that. It happens to us. I think another thing to remember about um, kind of your periods and tying into self-love is knowing that um, when you're on your period, you may be acting a bit different and to kind of like embrace it. Like if you want that like extra chocolate, don't be so harsh on yourself, especially in those vulnerable moments with your own body. I think it's really important um, to just embrace um, who you are and just embrace the whole process because it is a beautiful thing. And I know older women, when they lose their periods, it's actually a very sad moment. And I think that just goes to show that like when you don't realize how special something is until it's gone. So us as like in our prime years now, we should really be embracing it and not Mm -hmm. hiding. So what are your like cravings or end moods when you're on your period? So to talk about mine specifically, it's the week before my period. I'm extremely hungry and extremely um, just moody. Like, I always want to eat. I always go for chocolate. I'm kind of, like, basics. And I like, like, salty, like, meats as well. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. Yeah. But then when I'm actually on my period, I'm extremely tired. And I'm not hungry when I'm actually on it. Mm. I think sleep. I just instantly go into sleep. That makes sleep. sense. You're losing so much iron. Right. Yeah. How about you? Um, chocolate almonds. I have some on my desk right now. Wow. That's a and, one. and salty like prosciutto salami. I crave that a lot when I'm PMSing. Oh, I and I, I'm like it's always out. crying. Like the week before, I'm like so emotional. Oh, fair. And the first day, and my boobs usually hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the day... Before I get my period, I'm super gassy. Oh, gassiness. But I think that's just my everyday life. Yeah, same. And then the day of, usually, like, my cramps are, like, crippling. Yeah, those are the worst when you just, like, don't even want to get out of bed because you're in so much pain. A lot of hot water packs. I always get those hot, like, water bottles and put them on my back. Yeah, Aleve. The pills are the only pills that work for me. Shout out to Aleve. I absolutely love Aleve, yes. And peppermint tea is like a minor fix when I have cramps. Have I done that? I've definitely done tea, but I don't know if I've specified with it. Peppermint tea or peppermint like essential oils. And cardamom. Cardamom essential oil. Like I put it on my stomach. And it's meant to calm your stomach or what's meant to? Yeah, it's meant to like help during your period. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, for cramping. But one thing that's really helped me feel more empowered about my period is using a cup. So what is it? I've never used it. Can you give me a bit more of an, an example? So, explanation of yeah. Um, it is a metal medical-grade silicone that, okay. you know, surgeons use for, like, fake boobs and stuff. And, okay. like, injections, you know. Oh, um, good all the goods and then you stick it up there and it whole like the blood goes into the cup mm-hmm. 
and you can leave it for 12 hours. So you essentially don't have to worry about it all day. Oh. Which is great. And I can honestly, like, once I got a hang of actually using it correctly, like, I don't really, I feel like I'm not on my period. Like, I don't have to wear underwear. Really? Yeah. And, like, I thought there'd be way too much blood. Like, it would never hold all the blood I bleed. But honestly, it's so little. Do you find it much more securing? Yes. Interesting. And, like, not as painful as using tampons. And, like, one of the reasons why I switched to a cup was just because I found out that there's so many um, chemicals in tampons. Right. So I was just, like, kind of worried. And that's how, like, a lot of people, like, have more pains now and, like, experience more issues with their like, with their vagina because of all the chemicals and tampons. Right. So would you say that it's the more sustainable option then and it's something we should be moving into? I think so. More sustainable. You save money. Like, you just buy the cup at last years and then you, like, buy a wash to wash it out. How long did you say it lasts for? I think it's two or three years. No, I mean, like, a day. Like, how long can you keep it in for? Twelve hours. So... Though we shouldn't be ashamed of it, using a cup would eliminate the fear from women having to go run back and forth from the bathroom as it gives you that like longevity in the day of having it in. Definitely. I know someone, women like can't use a cup, but yeah, I think it's a great option and empowering. I would love to try it. I think you should. Um, The only thing is like still like hate sticking shit up there. It hurts after a while. And I'm really excited. I got the the Thinks period underwear, so I want to try that. Tell us about Thinks then. What is that? It's a period underwear. I believe there's like a padding inside. I haven't been able to try it yet, but I know that's another method that people really are loving. And yeah, so you don't have to wear anything, just the underwear. Is the underwear like a pad then? The whole it's underwear. It's like an underwear, but there's like a padding inside. A really light oh. padding. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. So those are two really great alternatives that kind of society is starting to rethink kind of periods and how to deal with them, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, did you say that you had some facts in the past on how women dealt with it in the past? I'm just, like, so grateful, like, although I hate, like, the stigma around periods, one thing is that I'm grateful is how it's evolved over time. Right. And, you know, when Arnana had her period, like, when she was a kid, they didn't do, like, the stigma was so bad that they didn't have anything growing up. So like, they would just bleed. Um, and, like, which caused, like, a lot of health problems and infections because you'd, like, sitting in blood. And then eventually they started using, like, adhesive, like, an adhesive bandage, like, when you get a cut, like, that adhesive wrap. And then the worst of all is that they, like, created this, like, period belt. What? Yeah. Which is kind of like a tucking panty in drag world. Interesting. Sort of. So it's, like, this belt and this kind of underwear thing. And then you put the pad or the adhesive bandage on it. 
and right. it like holds up the pad oh before God. they had like the pad wings and like the adhesive yeah. tape that would actually Wait, stick what, what does it look like um i'll send you a picture okay amazing can you try to describe it for me right now like, more detail like a belt and kind of like a thong but like the the thing around your weight your stomach right. is like a belt and is attached oh. to a it kind of looks like a thong with a pad like yeah you put a pad without the wings kind of thing like it doesn't stick it just kind of yeah yeah holds up this so those are the three kind of of the past ways that women kind of dealt with it yeah which we've definitely come a long way for sure so annoying to commodify on something that we need and that we didn't choose to have I think that's it if there wasn't a choice um whether or not we can have our periods and there shouldn't we shouldn't have to choose between like dinner or like a pack of tampons because no offense they are not cheap yeah and not affordable for everybody exactly and just causes more issues Mm -hmm. the gender politics the gendered politics of it all. Did you hear about the whole thing called the pink tax? Right, for female, for... Yeah, so basically if a product is being advertised or marketed to a man and a woman, so if it's a gendered product, um, if it's like pink for the woman, it's always going to be, it's always going to cost more, um, especially in the hygienic um, industry. So I just find that absolutely absurd. And yeah. there are multiple, yeah. If anything, like, I just wish we could all just not hide it as much as we do. Yeah, form a, un- a united circle. Because I'm sick of trying to be perfect when it's, like, something that we have to deal with. That's my main point. Drive it home, girl. I am here for that. Do not hide your tampon in your sleeves. No, if you're on your period tonight, own it. Get yourself a bottle of wine, some chocolate, watch whatever type of movie you want, a little cheese platter, meats, vegan meats if you need to do, and just own it. You're at work, pull out that tampon from your bag, and just go to the washroom and you do your thing. Own it. You walk across the office room, people are going to stare like a commercial, and you're just going to wave it around like, yeah, everybody, I know, I'm a girl, I'm a woman, and I'm going to go do womanly things. I kind of want to go a bit more broad before we end. I'd love to, like, talk about, like, different um, writers or, like, different people that are kind of making a mark and, like, kind of bringing vaginas and periods into the light in, like, a positive way. I know that you actually got your an opportunity to act in the Vagina Monologues in Ottawa. Yes. Really interesting concept that I'd love for you to explain. The author, Eve Ensler. I believe is how yes. you pronounce it. Anyway, so she basically interviewed women um, about different stories about their vaginas. And then she wrote them into monologues and put them in a book. And now women perform them everywhere. And I was part of this club where one of their fundraisers was the vagina monologues. And it was something I discovered in high school, which I like always wanted to do. And I got to perform in it. And it's honestly such a great way to talk about vaginas and end the stigma around stuff that happens with vaginas. Um, And some of them are really funny and some of them are very serious. And I had a birthing monologue, basically. So I thought it'd be really funny um, for me just to read 
an excerpt from like the beginning page 12 of the vagina monologues that I found on Google because obviously um, it's just a preview because I don't have it um, but I'll just read a little beginning so this one's called the flood down there I haven't been down there since 1953 no it had nothing to do with Enzerhauer no no it's a cellar down there it's very damp clammy you don't want to go down there trust me you'll get sick suffocatingly very nauseating the smell of its clamminess and the mildew and everything for you smells unbearable gets in your clothes so that's kind of literally the first blurb of the entirety of her book yeah so it's all these different women of all ages yeah and like some of them hate their vaginas and all that yeah so the excerpt that I just read from The Flood, she gives a little blurb and it says that these interviews were from the ages of 65 to 75 year old women. Um, the interviews were very explicit and interesting because women, these are talking to women who've never really even talked about vaginas. And some of the women had never even looked at their own vaginas before when she was interviewing them. Yeah. So wow. I would definitely yeah. suggest like everyone to read it. I think that's the key here. I think as a society, like women being women, we need to educate ourselves on all aspects of the vagina, the period, the reproduction system. And I think that this Valentine's Day podcast was the perfect opportunity to get real with something um, that goes beyond cheap chocolate. And how, like, with something so intimate that can be the vagina, like, how do you, you know share it with other people, share it with someone else when you are so, you know, scared of it. So I think it's important to learn about it and, you know, feel empowered. I completely agree. Yeah, I think I this has been one of my like favorite episodes today. I think I know I said that every week, but every week I just <laughs> feel like more and more kind of into our, I think now we're trying to get into the groove of what we really care about, um, what our generation really cares about. And I think that this topic is not one that's discussion ends here, but it's only a platform to move forward um, and kind of just spread the love and spread the blood, I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great way to end. So this is Vicky B and Sammy Z signing out. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B and Sammy Z. Follow us on Instagram at Stumbling Along. Like, subscribe, share, and comment on whatever it is you're listening to Stumbling Along on today. Ciao!